welcome to this week's episode of Do You Still Like Me? A podcast for the unhinged by the unhinged. My name is Jace. And my name is Back to Being Re for this week. (laughs) (laughs) Aww. That was quick. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I'm still obsessed with my chemical romance. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to yep. lie, but uh, I, I, I have sworn to Jace that I'm not going to hijack any more episodes, at least not for blanket a while. Blanket ban. Blanket ban. Blanket ban. No, no. Although, th- <laughs> no. Thank, again, thank you for letting me do that last week. I think it was important. And some of the responses that we've gotten from people have been really great. Like... We did get um, some good feedback. It seems like people really connected with uh, me rambling about how much I want to hug my childhood self um, mm-hmm. and just like, you know, being passionate and all of that shit. Uh, our friend of the pod, Tamsin, uh, sent me some really lovely messages about uh, how they really appreciated my passion and it made them want to get back into like ethnomusicology and like interview me about mm-hmm. it. And I'm like, that's so fucking cute. That's so nice. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, if, uh, if anyone wants to have me on their music podcast, fucking hit me up. Because as I have demonstrated, I can talk about my chemical romance for an hour straight. <laughs> so I would be happy to do it. <laughs> we need Ree to guest on a podcast. I've done a podcast or two. Yeah. You... Now it's Ree's turn. Someone get Ree on the pod. Yeah, because you, you've guested on other pods. And also now you have another pod. I'm, yep. you know, I just ha- I have my one little pod. Not that this is a little pod, you know, we, we've, we've been going for like a fucking year and a half at this point. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I want to I talk more. Let me talk more. People, let me talk at you. <laughs> if anyone's ever thought that Reed doesn't talk enough, now is your opportunity to get Reed to talk more. I've been saying it. Reed has been silent for too long. I never talk. I I am a very I'm a very quiet, meek, and shy. I thought you person. were mute for a while. <laughs> I thought for ages I was like, this person does not talk. What's going on? You know what's funny actually is uh, when I was really little. Apparently, I have no memory of this, so I must have been quite little. Apparently, my parents took me to a speech therapist when I was really little. I have no idea why. Like they haven't been able to explain to me why, but apparently that happened. Uh, so I'll need to. Did they say how old you were? Well, I mean, I, if I can't remember it, I must have been. I'm gonna say like under four. So, is is this they probably is this you looking at me and being like, "Hey, Re, <laughs> autism"? <laughs> I know that's what you're thinking. I know that's what you're thinking. See, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't disguise my face. <laughs> I can't. Is is that yes. beca- is that because of your autism? <laughs> you <can't> just... <laughs> it's the autistic leading the autistic. We're back to our regular subjects, which is um, <laughs> speculating over each other's uh, neurodivergencies. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's it's great to be back. How are you? How are you this week, Jace? I am good. I say all the. It seems like every time I say. I'm content staying inside, never seeing people in person, not being social. I'm not a social person. I don't like it. Every time I say that, it seems like the next week I have social stuff to do. Yeah. Yeah. I had our friend Kay's baby shower brunch on Sunday, which I was always going to go to. Yeah, of course. Uh, But then the day before that, my sister-in-law sent me a message saying, hey, I've got a spare ticket to Queer Stories. 
do you want to come with me tomorrow afternoon? Oh, that's cool. That's cool. You know me. Mm-hmm. I don't do things spontaneously. No, not at I, all. I can be, um, what's the word? I can be reckless, but not quite spontaneous. <laughs> it's it's a it's a it's a planned recklessness. It's a yeah. I, I, th- I think I, can, I think this is an oxymoron, but it's like you know, it's it's a <laughs> it's a controlled recklessness. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I can be lying in bed and think, mm, I might cut myself a fringe, and then I'll get up and mm. cut myself a fringe. Yeah. But I'm not the kind of person who really goes, oh yeah, I'll go out with with. 24 hours notice that's fine I cannot usually do that no totally I need a week yeah (laughs) I need to prepare myself I need to suss everything out yeah yeah just don't generally which is why like I've I've considered flying up to surprise you before oh fuck no yeah no I think if I did that you would you would die you would die like I really would like you'd, you'd be fine after after you settled but like the initial, I'd probably send you into a full-on panic attack if I just showed up you one would. day. Yeah, as much as I, you I love would, me, I would cry. <laughs> yeah, and not just in like an oh my god, I'm so emotional way. Yeah. I would cry because I'd be like, I'm not prepared for this. Yeah, totally, <sighs> totally. It doesn't matter. That's the thing. I've always said. I think I've said it on the pod, but mm. I've said it my whole life. I hate surprises. Yeah, I hate them. Even good surprises. Yeah, even no. nice surprises. Mm-hmm. Do not mm-hmm. like them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm not a very spontaneous person. Mm. But I thought. I am fucking still in the prime time of my life. I should be doing things. Why the fuck not? Yeah. What's I kind of went, what's holding me back? Why am I, why, why do I want to say no? Yeah. I can get driven there. So I don't have the anxiety of, of getting there. I am comfortable with the person that I'm going with. It's an event that I do want to go to. Yeah. What's holding me back? And it's like, well, it's just not being able to agonize over the decision for a week or two weeks or three months. No, totally. So I thought, fuck it. And also I thought I can't let my sister-in-law go on her own. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I can't. If she's asking me this late, then obviously Mm. someone's bailed on her. And they did, and I'm angry at that person, but that's a whole other story. And you would hate to go to something on your own, I can imagine. Yeah. I, so it's like I the, the kind of like the 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 I, I've talked about this before. It's like the it's like the um the mum friend override. Mm-hmm. And I know in this specific situation you weren't necessarily being a mum friend, but it's like it's just what I tend to call it. It's like you know you go out with other friends of yours that you know may have some stuff going on, and let's say you go you go to eat, and the server gets their order wrong. I'll be able to be like, hey, you got their order wrong. They ordered mm-hmm. this, whereas like yep. if if it's me, it's just like well, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was actually yeah. discussing that very thing at Kay's baby shower. Actually, that oh that yeah, I'm the kind of person that cannot stick up for myself in that situation. But if there's an injustice that someone else has suffered, I'm like right. <laughs> but I just thought I can't let her either go by herself or not go at all because she doesn't have anyone to go to. Yeah. So I kind of went, oh, all right, I'll do it. I'll do it for her. And I'm very proud up, of you. Thank you. I ended up having a really good time. And it was funny and relatable listening to like just a bunch of queers tell jokes and talk about their lives and stuff. Mm. And also watching that, I was, I was like, well, I really want to do that. That's what I want to do. I want to get up and read 
things that I've written about being queer or about my life in front yeah. of people and have everyone looking at me and being wrapped and laughing at my jokes yeah, and like I totally. just want to make a room full of 600 people laugh. <laughs> Doing it on a do. podcast is not enough. I need to see well, them laughing at my I jokes. Don't, <laughs> I don't get the instant gratification. I get yeah, one person we laughing have to wait at a some few of my jokes. Until shit gets released. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like it's not a cumulative laugh. It's just a few people making comments or sending us messages being like, this was funny, this was good. We I do appreciate sitting... that, by the way. We're not saying oh, we don't absolutely. appreciate that. Not at all. Absolutely appreciate that. Mm. But I I think I just want to stand there and have so many people just like being the most I, – I think I want to be the most important person in the room and have I people love that, yeah. <laughs> love what I'm saying. Yeah. I love to command – a room and a table and stuff. And that's, I think, why I'm so shitty at dinner parties because I see it as my own <laughs> personal stand-up performance. Now it's time for me. <laughs> yes. I'm like, okay, everyone's going to listen to what I have to say. Yeah. And, yeah, I just I, – I, at dinner parties, it's kind of not good mm. because that's not what they signed up for. But if I was to do an event like that, yeah. people would be buying tickets just to – well, not just to see me, but knowing that they were going to have to listen to me. Yeah. Totally. So I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. But it was good. It was fun. Yeah. People were funny. Yeah. And I did something. I went out and I did something. That's so cool. I'm really happy for you. Do you, do you want to give a Thank quick you. explainer on what Queer Stories is to uh, some of our listeners that may not live in Australia or may just not be kind of in that area of the culture? Well, basically, queer people get up on stage and tell stories. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> you it's couldn't in the name. get it from the name. <laughs> um, it's based on a podcast mm-hmm. that I will admit I have not listened to, mm. but I will. And the podcast premise is also very self-explanatory. It's they get queer people on and talk about queerness and just have a good old conversation. Yeah. And this event was with the Brisbane Comedy Festival five or something comedians got up and told little stories and it was it was just a bunch of gay people in a room together (laughs) (laughs) that's my favorite kind of room (laughs) I know it was really cool and you know what actually was funny I took some selfies with Kim before the show yeah and posted them on Twitter and I posted them on Instagram and when I posted them on Instagram maybe like an hour after I got a reply to my story saying Oh, me and my me and my girlfriend were sitting right behind you. That's them in the picture taking the photo behind oh, you. I love that. And I follow both of them yeah. and have we've been mutuals for a while. Yeah. And it just so happened that directly behind me and Kim were two of my mutuals. Aww. I didn't get I didn't meet them. Yeah. But the whole time that we were within a meter of each other. That's cute, <laughs> and we though. didn't know That's until very the, po- cute. the picture. I love that. <laughs> That's cool, yeah. They do they do queer stories events here in Sydney like heaps because I think this might mm. be kind of where it's based. Um, yeah, it's... and I've I've actually had friends get up there before, but I've never really had an opportunity to go. And it, it sounds so lovely, and I'd really like to go sometime. Uh, queer stories, we know you're listening. Uh, shout me some <laughs> tickets. Come on, if shout... you need a, <laughs> if you need someone to talk. If you need someone to talk, I'll to get talk. up and I'll, I'll get up on stage to talk about uh, being gay and listening to my chemical romance for an hour. <laughs> I've had friends actually, yeah, perform at Queer Stories as well. And it just looks so fun. It does. It does. This, 
<laughs> this isn't my um, audition or me <laughs> putting the call out to let me do it. I mean, you should. This you is should genuinely... audition. We both should. <sighs> this is me genuinely being happy and trying to, you know, talk about the fun time that I had and quite um, affirming. I've never – I've been to Mardi Gras. Yeah. And I feel like Queer Stories was just – more gay people I've yeah. been in a room with, and also you're life. not really like you're not really like a party gay. No, that's not anymore. That's that's, that's kind of my corner of things. I'm more of a party gay. <laughs> like for Mar- for Mardi Gras, I went to Shock Horror the pub, um, but they were throwing an event. There was like uh, there was like a drag queen there who was like emceeing the whole thing, and it was all like queer punk bands, and I I was in the mosh. I was having a great time. I saw a very hairy man in lingerie get up on the bar and sing. That's like my kind of queer event that I go to. Yeah, that's your wheelhouse. <laughs> that is so my wheelhouse. I was jamming out. I followed all the bands on Spotify like immediately after that. <laughs> I feel like my kind of queer event is either sitting there watching queer people talk mm. or being a queer person who's talking to people like yeah. an audience. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm – I don't know. We know how I am socially. But <laughs> the – the one time I went to Mardi Gras was before I'd come out. Yeah. And I went with a bunch of friends and it was just horrible. I hated yeah. it. Yeah. I hated it. And um, cause I went to the actual parade in the city. And... Yeah. See, I don't, I don't think I could do that. Like that's, that's the thing. Like I, you know, I've spoken about, you know, I'll go, I'll go to these gigs and I'll be in a uh, group full of sweaty punks, like hanging out and stuff. And like, I'll be fine. But something about parades freaks me the fuck out and like I feel really bad mm-hmm. about it because like sometimes I'll have friends that are going to parades or even like especially like protests and things yeah and I'll feel like I'm a bad person for not going but I know that if I do I'm not going to be of any help to anyone there <laughs> I feel like there's too many variables at a parade or yes. a protest it's yes. too big yes when you're it's too big at an event like queer stories or you're at an event like you're pride pub things it's yeah. a smaller it's a small it's contained it's, a, it's more manageable <laughs> yeah and we we here on do you still like me are all about manageable <laughs> yeah <laughs> controlled recklessness there exactly. we go exactly i feel like with those events there's places to escape to and both of yeah. us we both yeah ha- hit the wall and need to get the fuck away or we'll just yeah. explode like, I can just run home. Whereas, like, with a parade, yeah, I suppose I could still run home. But, like, I feel like it's a lot more draining. Mm-hmm. And, again, there's too many variables. Whereas, like, you know, if you're going to, like, a specific smallish scale event, you pretty much know what you're in for. Mm-hmm. And then if something does happen, yeah, it's it's a lot easier to kind of, like, get out of it. Whereas, like, yeah, Mardi Gras, like, in Sydney, Mardi Gras mm-hmm. is fucking massive and like I I you know where I live in the inner west is like not far from the city at all it's like one of the closest suburbs to the actual like CBD that you can live in while still being technically in the inner west basically um so like I can hear shit from my house sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just like damn It, it really does feel kind of inescapable um, but yeah, like if, if you're the type of, if you're the type of person who likes going to pride parades and shit, that's awesome. More power to you. Mm-hmm. And I love that. But yeah, it's just something that personally, yeah, I, eh, 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 it's a nightmare. Nope. I'm going to say it's it, right? It's a nightmare. It's a fucking nightmare. I can't do it. One of the only memories I have of that pride parade that I went to is leaving because mm. 
I can re- I can remember standing there watching you know the Dykes on bikes go past and having a great time, and then the next thing I remember is needing to get out of there immediately. Yeah, turning around, running down a side street where it was quiet, and then my yeah. friends going, "What the fuck?" Because <laughs> um, they didn't know oh, what was Jace happening. Oh, on the run. <laughs> Off they go. They didn't know what was happening. And so yeah, I just exactly. left and I had to message them and be like, I, I'm getting the train home. I need to go home. I need to yeah. go home. And yeah. I would have rather been on a train by myself at midnight <laughs> going to the western suburbs of Sydney than to be in that no, exactly. environment. And I'm not saying that it's inherently a dangerous or a bad environment. Just it didn't doesn't match up with my vibe. Yeah, no, <laughs> and exactly. I think I was trying to force that vibe so much as – as a teenager, especially as a closeted queer teenager, yeah, I was like, this is – I I needed to force it because I thought that's what was expected of me. And yeah. now I'm just like, yeah. I don't It's like really this is what fuck. the queer people do, so this is what I must do. Exactly. I did definitely feel that kind of pressure when I was a lot younger. And, like, I, I feel like – it may have been a little bit different for me because I, you know, we, we've talked about this before. I came out very early. Mm-hmm. I was like 13 and I was like, yo, I like people. I, I, didn't, I didn't come out to my parents until <laughs> much later, but like, so, so I socially came out. So like yeah. all my friends knew. Um, so by the time that I was like in my early twenties, I was a lot more comfortable in that. But when I was like, in my teens and like my late teens, certainly I felt a lot of pressure to be like, okay, well we're, we're going to like, you know, we're going to go to Mardi Gras. We're going to go to, to gay bars and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know if I'm really comfortable doing that. Like, I don't know. I don't even really know who I am yet. Yeah. Like I know this aspect of me. I know that, but I don't know a lot of the other stuff. So I don't know how I'm, I don't know if this is going to be my thing. And honestly, I'd rather wait a bit longer to to put myself in those situations another thing i don't like about fucking um like the actual mardi gras parade is the cops there's a lot of cops and even when i was younger i was like i fucking hate cops i do not want to be around cops cops terrify me Mm -hmm. like i'm fucking terrified of police yeah you're Um, not alone there buddy yeah yeah exactly like i well i mean i feel like that's a fairly common queer experience (laughs) but yeah like i've i've had experiences in my life specifically that have made me very scared of police. So it's just like, if I can avoid cops, I will avoid cops. Me too. I also, yeah, yeah. I've had experiences as well. So that's another thing, yeah, with, with the Pride Parade. It is, it just, uh, every year we yeah. say no cops at Pride. And every year they're like. And every year it's all cops and rainbow capitalism. I feel like this is a good time to talk about this too because it's Pride Month now. It is, it yeah. Is, it is June the 2nd. It's the second day of Pride Month. So if anything bad happens to me in the month of June, it's homophobic. Oh yeah, I've already pulled that card like 3 times. <laughs> I, I pulled it I pulled it today. <laughs> I was messaging I was messaging friend of the pod uh Beck, our, our pet Zuma. Um uh, talking about, you know, we're recording tonight and Jace said, I can't talk about a certain subject too much. And Beck was like, well, that's homophobic. And I'm like, yes, during Pride Month. It's I homophobic like to not to let me talk. I just say, I did not say that. <laughs> I just said, if you talk about my chemical romance again, then I'm allowed to have our bits go on too long. And so <laughs> No, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. It was, it, was the other, it was the other thing that you knew I would probably talk about a lot today. And I won't get into it yet, but we'll probably get into it later at some point. It was the other thing. That oh, you that knew. was a joke. You know that was a <laughs> joke. 
I can't always tell jokes over text, Jace. I told you it was a joke. I know, I know, but still. Oh, but still, you wanted to write me I'm out to, to our I'm allowed to claim you're homophobic for not letting me talk about things. <laughs> it's Pride Month. Everything's See what they homophobic. do, everyone? Look at what they're doing. Look what they do. They're gaslighting me. <laughs> they're... <laughs> The shit that I have to cop on this podcast. <laughs> Gaslight, gatekeep, girl boss. That's me. <laughs> Slay queen, etc. <laughs> Look, we might as well go into it if you want to go into it now. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, so as, um, as everyone that listens to this podcast knows, Jace loves TV. I also love TV but in very specific contexts. And one of those contexts is uh, shit that I can stream quickly and easily. I don't like watching things as they come out. I'm like, nah, I'm going to sit down, watch everything in one go. Uh, So Stranger Things Season 4 just dropped. And I have loved this show so deeply since it first started. Uh, It's probably one of my favourite TV shows ever. I'm surprised I haven't spoken about it before, but I think as is the nature with, um, with like Netflix series, uh, you know, they drop, everyone gets really excited for a little bit and then you kind of forget about it until the next season comes out, which I think, you know, that's a whole other thing that we can talk about. Uh, But yes, so season four of Stranger Things just dropped uh, the first part of it. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's two more episodes coming on the 1st of July and, um, that's that's the only reason that I want Pride Month to be over is so I can watch Stranger Things. Them leaving it until the 1st of July is homophobic. <laughs> this is Millie Bobby Brown's fault. I know it's hers. <laughs> I know she did this. She hates the gays. She's waiting for her hair to grow back after the last time they shaved it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Um, so we won't spoil anything, uh, but basically it dropped. I watched it all in one day. Um, I watched it the day after it dropped because it dropped on a Friday and I had work that day and I'm like, nah, I want to actually properly fucking binge this. So the next day, Saturday, I literally spent all day in bed and I watched the whole fucking thing all in one go. Fuck, it's good. This season is so good, guys. Like, I don't know. Like, I uh, I have brain rot. It is gripping my brain. This is my current hyperfixation. I'm sorry. Like, I, I literally can't think about anything else right now, uh, especially because they've introduced uh, a new rat boy for me to be in love with. <laughs> I was wondering how long in this spiel it would take me to get to the reman that has evolved. There's a reman! There's a reman! Yeah, his name is Eddie Munson. He is a uh, 20-something high school student because he's been held back so many times. He has long hair. He loves Black Sabbath and Iron Maiden, and he plays D and D. And I love him. He's a weird little guy. He's a new weird little guy for me to think about all the time. Um, so yes, I have um, started dressing more like him, uh, more than I already did. <laughs> I already did basically dress like him, but like specifically. Let's now. be I'm real. Like, you are Eddie Munster with hips. <laughs> I look at my outfits the over the past week um, and I just look in the mirror and I'm like, I look like if Gerard Way and Eddie Munson had a baby, which would be hot. Um, but that's basically what I look like right now. Uh, then you could I've, call them both bro- daddy. <laughs> Jace! Yeah? <laughs> Jace! Yeah? 
No king shaming on the pod. Um, <laughs> um, I didn't. No, no kink outing on the pod, please. <laughs> okay. You just outed me. That's homophobic. Um, In Pride Month. You've added yourself. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so, poor Jace. Um, to be fair, I've been holding back with you, especially because I know you haven't finished the season yet. Um, but poor Jace and poor a lot of my other friends have just been <laughs> dealing with me just sending them message after message after TikTok after GIF after photo being like, this is my boyfriend now. I love this man. And if they kill him, I am going to cry very hard because I get stupidly attached to fictional characters. I get stupidly attached to fictional characters. Like, it's ridiculous. But yeah, so how 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 are you liking it so far? You, yes, it's great. Like it? Yes, Good? I do. Yeah, I feel like anything Good. I say, I don't have to break up with you. <laughs> I feel like anything I say will make you mad because you'll be like, "No, I love it more. I've loved it longer. It's mine." So <laughs> I'm just no, like letting no. you go. Hey, hey, I've told you this before. Literally, last episode, I used to be a lot more gatekeepy about <laughs> shit, um, but now I'm just like, "Fuck no, I'm not gonna gatekeep shit." Um, like they, okay. So, uh, the song running up that hill by Kate Bush has exploded in popularity because Mm -hmm. it's featured in the show this season. Uh, it's absolutely exploded in popularity on like TikTok and stuff. It's number one on the iTunes charts now. Yeah. It's like rocketed up. Um, and like previously, you know, when I was a bit younger, I'd be like, well, I've been listening to Kate Bush since I was a kid. I could I could literally go over to my shelf right now and I could pull out my two vintage, like, original pressing Kate Bush vinyls and, like, flash them at you on Zoom. Do it. But I'm not going to do prove that. Prove it. Because I'm not, I'm not that kind of asshole anymore. I'm a different kind of asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Who, how do you feel about the people on Twitter? I'm sorry if this is you. This is not a personal mm. attack. I'm just asking Ree's opinion. How do you feel of the people who are saying that Placebo covered it better than Kate Bush did it originally? Um, I don't think it's better, but I do think it's the best cover. I'll say that. It's very diplomatic of you. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I don't think anything can beat the original song. That song is a fucking masterpiece. It's incredible. I have loved that song for so fucking long. Um, But when I was a teenager and I was like... I'm only going to listen to dark stuff because of the darkness in my soul. (laughs) I listened to the placebo cover a lot because in my mind, it's like, well, placebo is an acceptable band for me to listen to. Mm. I really, I genuinely fucking love placebo. They're a great band. Um, Placebo, we know you're listening. Placebo, Brian Molko. Hi. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like, I don't know. I, I don't really like getting into like covers discourse, you know? Like, I, I, I don't know. I feel like in most in most situations, the original is usually the best, but I, I like covers and I like, you know, what they can do with the song to interpret it in a new way. I think there's only, I think there's only really two cases where the cover is better than the original. And I feel like a lot of people will agree with me on the first one at least, which is Johnny Hurt, uh, John, Johnny Cash, mm-hmm. Johnny Hurt, Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash's cover of Hurt by Nine Inch Nails. Um, I feel like a lot of people think that. Even Trent Reznor thinks that. So I'll respect his opinion, certainly. Uh, The other one, um, and people don't like that I think this, but I think I am objectively correct, is the Alien Ant Farm cover of Smooth Criminal by Michael Jackson. 
You're right. It's so good. It, I, I genuinely fucking love that song and people get shitty at me for it. And I'm like, no, it's really good. It's a really good it cover. It is what the children call a bop. It's a fucking banger. And the video is great. And it's just, it's great. Uh, yeah, I'm a new metal defender to the death, but, you know, everyone knows that. I will get into the covers discourse because... Oh, okay. Yeah, buckle in. There's a little band called the Jonas Brothers who have covered famously a song <laughs> by another little band called Busted. The song is called oh, The Year 3000. And Busted we were gonna go originated that song. That is our Busted song. It pisses me off because we have listeners of this pod that I know to be Joe Bros. I know for a fact there's people that listen to this podcast that love the Jonas Brothers and that is fine. That is fair. You are entitled to your opinion and you're allowed to like whatever you like. However, when I read BuzzFeed articles and they're like, blah, 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 Jonas Brothers song year 3000 makes my blood boil because it's not a Jonas Brothers song. Jonas Brothers covered it. It is a busted song. And I know that it's ridiculous to get this fired up over a song (laughs) where the lyrics are, I met your great, great, great granddaughter and she's pretty fine. I know this. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not right. They're talking about living underwater and shit. They have been to the year 3000. I know. And there's fucking... I know. Okay. Yeah. And the Jonas Brothers are entitled to cover it. And I'm sure their cover is great. However... What really gets my goat is when people say that it's a Jonas Brothers song and they don't say that it's a cover. So there we no, go. No, I, 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 can, I can appreciate that. Certainly. I can certainly appreciate that. Um, you know, I think, you know, I do think you need to acknowledge the original. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and there, there are a few songs that are covers that people don't know are covers, mm-hmm. which blows my mind sometimes. <laughs> I'm just like, then again, I'm a big music nerd. So, yeah. I know that people didn't know that the Alien Ant Farm version of Smooth Criminal is a cover. They thought that was an original. Are you kidding me? No, I've seen people tweet that. Oh, my God. <laughs> and look, I am not a big fan of Michael Jackson. I think he has a few good songs. Um, you know, fucking fight me about it if you want. I know he's a legend. I know that he did some great things in the music industry and, you know, a very important figure, but I'm not particularly a a fan. Um, but are are you kidding me? Seriously? (laughs) (laughs) The whole video is packed with Michael Jackson references. I don't know. Maybe this is me just being a music nerd, but yeah, like fucking, I don't know. But then again, there are songs that I didn't know were covers until someone's pointed it out to me. Um, did you know that Torn by Natalie Imbruglia is a cover? I did know that, but I didn't know that yeah. until the internet told me maybe eight years ago. Yeah, I didn't know. I found out through fucking Twitter. <laughs> I'm just like, wait, really? So, you know, I, I can't, you know, I can't act like I'm, you know, on a high horse. I can't act like I'm better than everyone. But yeah, at the same time, there are some songs where it's just like, when it's a song that's like very well known. Hmm. And people don't know that the cover's a cover. That's when I'm a bit like, really? Okay. Okay. Fuck. (laughs) So I've just found, Mm. I just looked up an article, 25 famous songs you never knew were covers. Oh my God. We should go through this. Let's go through them. I love when we go through BuzzFeed articles. (laughs) Let's. We haven't done that in a while. (laughs) Let's go through them and see which ones we knew were covers, which ones we didn't. The first one on the list is mm-hmm. Girls Just Want to Have Fun by Cindy Lauper. 
Oh, that, again, that's another one that I didn't know until I found out, like, off the internet. Apparently, a new wave musician named Robert Hazard mm. recorded the song's demo in the 80s. Blinded by the light. Wait, really? Yeah. Blinded by the light. Blinded by the light. I fucking Wrapped love that song. Wrapped up like a deuce, another roller in the night. I always thought he was saying wrapped up like a douche. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> Which is weird because actually I, okay, who do you know to have sung that? Elton. See, the one that I know is the original is Bruce, Springs- Bruce Springsteen. Wait, really? Bruce Springsteen that was Bruce? the original. I was big. Oh, rem- fuck yeah. You remember how I love I Bruce Springsteen, but yeah, no, no, I know. I yeah, know. and they've well, got. Yeah. That does make sense, though, that you knew the Bruce Springsteen version. I knew the Elton John version because I fucking love Elton John. <laughs> Here's me a few minutes ago saying, oh, yeah, Michael Jackson's not really my thing. You know, <laughs> it's not because I don't like pop music. I fucking love pop music. And my absolute adoration of Elton John is a testament to that. I think I fucking love Elton John. I used to want Elton John to be my godfather just because he's rich and was lots of people's godfathers and gave them lots of attention and money. It's like, man, rich and cool and gay. I want a cool godparent who just gives me money. I want a cool gay person to give me money. <laughs> any cool gay listeners, give me money. Even any uncool month. straight listeners, I'll take your money. <laughs> give me money. It's Pride Month. <laughs> uh, red Red Wine, which I knew was Neil Diamond. Yeah. But that's on the list. Yeah. I feel like we're going to know that a lot of these were covers. <laughs> I want candy. Because we're fucking snobs like that. I want candy. So I know, I know that uh, the Aaron, it's Aaron Carter. That version was a cover. Yeah. I know that there was an original version, and I know that song, but I can't for the life of me remember who it's by. But I knew that the Aaron Carter version was a cover. See, they've got here Bow Wow Wow's version of I Want Candy in the eighties, and I, I think Aaron mm. Carter covered that in the two thousands from the eighties. Yes. But it's actually yes. a nineteen sixty five song. By the Strange Loves. Well, there you go. Because I knew the um, I knew the eighties version. I knew the Aaron Carter I love, version because I love because I love Carter. a lot of I love a lot of eighties shit. Like I love a lot of eighties shit. Me too. I think that's yeah. one of the reasons both of us love Stranger Things so much. Is the oh, music, yeah. the soundtrack is everything that we grew up. The soundtrack's to. incredible, and also the I'm a fashion, big fan of like yeah, so good. And I'm a big fan of like eighties horror as well. Mm-hmm. It's like everything that we like just rolled into one yeah. show. Pretty much, yeah. And Rap Boys. A D&D. Those are things that I like, though. <laughs> uh, Joan Jett's I Love Rock and Roll. I knew that was a cover, but only because the internet told me that was a cover. That's a cover? Yeah, The Arrows, seven years before Joan Jett covered it. Oh, wow. Because I knew the Joan Jett version, and then I knew the Britney Spears cover. Mm-hmm. So there's covers on covers that I didn't know about. See, that, that's... It covers all the way Those down. are the ones that I'm not going to know. It's when it's a cover of a cover. <laughs> I was obsessed with this song. Okay. I even had okay, a little go. doll thing that did a dance yeah. that sang this song. It was yeah. Mambo Number no. 5 by Lou Vega. Ah! <laughs> that's a cover? It's a cover. That's um, a cover? Apparently, it's a cover... Um, what the fuck? A 1949 composition. Oh, well, that, that doesn't count. But I don't think that's a cover. <laughs> if it's just the music. Yeah. 
That's, that's not like a cover. That's someone... a sa- that means they use a sample. That's a sample. That's a sample. That's not I'm a cover. Have, Buzzfeed. I have, to have a word with this person. Um, is is it? Oh, I, I thought it was Buzzfeed. It's is it culture Buzzfeed? trip. Oh well, they're culture tripping. Thinking this is a cover. Boo. Um. Well, I knew this one too. Tainted Love by Soft Cell is a cover. Yes, I knew that. I knew that. And, and then I... also, as a as a teenager. I knew the Marilyn Manson cover because, of course, I did because of as who teenager, I was as a teenager. I loved the uh, Living End version. Living End did a cover. Oh, it was really oh, good. of course you fucking did. Yeah, that makes sense. This that one... that tracks that you would know Living End and I'd know Marilyn Manson. <laughs> <laughs> this one I know. If I were a boy by Beyonce, we knew that. Wait, what? That's fucking. I feel really stupid right now. Oh. I'm going into this being like, oh, I'm gonna know all the covers, and I I, I fucking don't. Singer-songwriter wow. BC Jeans record company rejected her recording of If I Were a Boy. So I don't think that's a cover. That's just... That's not a cover. That's a re-recording. Yeah. If it's a cover, it means it was released and someone's listened to that and recorded the, their own version. like, I want to cover that song. It's not, oh, I've sold it to so-and-so because the company wouldn't let me sing it. That's not a cover. Also, there are so many, like, popular pop songs that aren't written by the artists and they're actually written by other yeah. pop artists. Like they'll write songs for other people. That's called songwriting. But, yeah, it's called <laughs> songwriting. I don't think, and, but like, you know, that's, but I'm not going to go out and be like, you know, oh, like, like I know, I think, I think Carly Rae Jepsen like does a lot of writing for other people. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go out and be like, oh, that's a Carly Rae Jepsen song. Like she wrote it, but she's not the person performing it. Exactly. She's not the person that's that's known for it. So I'm not gonna be like, oh well, meh, 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 meh. like I disagree with this list. <laughs> this is this list is shit, and this is what happens when we go on the fly and we're like, oh, we're talking mm. about something. Let's find some more things about it to talk about, and then we go and find this half-hearted, shitty little list. Fuck we it. should be writing lists. We're good at writing lists. We are the best. It's about all, it's about all I'm good at. <laughs> I knew this one. I Will Always Love You, Whitney Houston, is a cover. Yep, that's because a Dolly Parton cover, baby, because I fucking love Dolly. I literally I I Dolly. wore a Dolly Parton shirt today, yeah. actually. I just took it off Amazing. to put my jumper on because it's cold down here. Yeah. But yes, yeah. okay, I took off my T-shirt to put a jumper on. I cannot have a layer between yeah. <laughs> the jumper and the shirt. Oh, yeah, no. That's too no, many if I'm, if I'm wearing a jumper, I'm not wearing a shirt underneath it. Do you if find it's jumper, too many collars? It's too many collars. Yeah. It's too many colours. I can wear a a jacket. Mm -hmm. I can wear a jacket over a shirt. That's fine. I'm wearing Uh a jacket right now. I'm wearing a fucking black jean and a Led Zeppelin shirt. Okay, Eddie. I want, yeah, I want to be a little 80s metal boy. Um, But yeah, I'm like, this is fine. Mm -hmm. Like, that's fine. But if I was wearing a jumper over a t-shirt, I can't do that. It's too much. It's It's choking. It's, it's, one collar is enough. Like, more than enough. More than enough. (laughs) It's my limit. Um, <laughs> Killing Me Softly. Mm-hmm. I think I knew that was a cover. Yeah. That was, that was by the Fugees. Killing Me Softly. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was originally by Roberta Flack and before, no, hang on. Yeah. Yeah. No, Roberta Flack was a cover. Oh my fucking, covers on covers. Again, it's people got to stop covering covers. It's Stop either it. on this list. It's either covers on covers on covers, or it's not a cover at all. Fucking hell! The Beatles' "Twist and Shout" I knew was a cover. I knew that was a cover. Um, because fuck the Beatles. Hey, 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no. I went through my Beatles phase. They have some good shit. I am going to sit here and say confidently mm. that if it wasn't for the Beatles, we would not have so many of the artists that we have now. And I'm not saying that because I think that the Beatles are the best band in the whole wide world, even though I do genuinely like a lot of their songs. Yeah. And they mean a lot to me growing up. Yeah. They, we genuinely, I had this conversation or argument with someone in high school mm. when I was huge, huge, huge into my Beatles um, obsession. Yeah, you had a big one. And she was saying that, um, I don't know, one of her punk bands that she liked were like better than the Beatles. And I was like, that's fine. You can have that opinion. But also if it wasn't for the Beatles, then you wouldn't have that punk band. And she was like, no, that's bullshit, blah, blah, blah. And then I pulled up a bit on their website where they said that they were directly influenced to make music by the Beatles. Ah. And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Sorry, but that's just the facts. No, it is. Like, I'm there presenting. <laughs> These are the facts. Anyway, I'm not <laughs> going to get into that because I could genuinely. You do love to present facts. <sighs> I do love facts. And I love correcting people. You do. And that... You do. <laughs> do you remember? Oh, my God. Do you remember Uncle Cracker? Yes. I had completely forgotten about Uncle Cracker. I, I, re- I vaguely remember Uncle Cracker. The thing I remember most is the vine. Give my hat back, Jordan. Go to see Uncle Cracker. Yeah. <laughs> Drift Away by Uncle Cracker hmm. was a cover. Really belongs to John Henry Kurtz. Ah, here we go. Led Zeppelin, Dazed and Confused. I'm wearing a Led Zeppelin shirt. Yeah, but I, I did know. I think I think I knew that one was a cover. I'm not sure. Again, it's one of those situations where like I knew it was a cover, but I didn't necessarily know the original. Well, I knew this. I also loved this fucking song mm. growing up. Tony Basil's Mickey. Oh. Oh, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. Hey, 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 hey Mickey. Mickey. <laughs> Once again, us just being very into the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> this is just us making you listen to us sing <laughs> This is our karaoke episode. Yep. <laughs> uh, it was originally recorded by a British pop quartet called Racy, and it was about about a woman named Kitty. Oh. Oh, Kitty, you're so pretty, can't you understand? Oh. It's girls like you, Kitty. Yeah, I get that now. What you do, Kitty? Do, Kitty? <laughs> Don't break my heart, Kitty. Sorry, I had to sing again. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're men, but you're that's going fine. nuts on this one. I love it. <laughs> It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> what a Man by Salt and Pepper. Is that the one that goes, What a man, what a man, what a man, what a man, what a good man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me see. This, Who's the original buy for that one? These are written so weird because I can't get orig- like right to the thing. They like write a paragraph. Fucking hell. It's like, can you please just fucking give me bullet points? I know it's an article, but. It's a listicle. It doesn't conduct conducive to our fucking yeah podcast <laughs> we're trying to read out your content uh exactly without, we're trying to use your content you. for free <laughs> for our for our own content that we're covering the list we're doing a cover of the list this is a cover this is a don't cover. come at us <laughs> we're not using your content without permission we're covering we're covering it, it. it's fine we're adding our own it's tweets to it. Don't sue us. Please don't sue us. We're Weird Al. <laughs> I wish I was Weird Al. <laughs> I get weird gender envy from, gender envy from Weird Al. Oh, who, if you don't get gender envy from Weird Al, who the fuck are you? Like, 
everyone gets gender Weird envy Al? from Weird Al. And if, if you don't, I don't like you. <laughs> You're not the kind of person I'm going to get along with if you don't get gender envy from Weird Al. Like, come on. This plane is so loud that I feel like it's going to crash into the house. Oh, God. <laughs> what a way to go. <sighs> then they can release the black box recording of the pod. The black box recording of the pod. And it's just, it's just us badly singing 80s songs and reading from a listicle. <laughs> <laughs> I love that for and us. And this is the last thing. This is the last thing anyone someone's... ever hears from you, and it's just you getting mad about people covering covers. Someone's like, oh, I really wish I knew what their last words were. And then you're like, oh, I have it. I have and it. it's me going, do you, do you get gender envy from Weird Al? <laughs> Famous last words indeed. <laughs> Before Salt and Pepper and On Vogue shared their praise for a mighty good man, gospel such soul singer Linda Lindell, who once supported such acts, such acts as James Brown and Ike and Tina Turner, recorded the song in 1968. However, Lindell didn't perform the song in 2003 due to threats from the Ku Klux Klan at the time of its release. Okay. What the fuck? So you're just going to sprinkle that information in there Jesus. in the article? I will okay. be looking that up later. Yeah. Find out some more. Why was that part the best researched part of the article? <laughs> Why? Uh, Ray of Light by Madonna. Just a little ray of light. I'm going to be honest. I, I don't know that song. I don't know a lot of Madonna. As much as I, as much as I have proclaimed my love for the 80s several times on this very episode, I don't know a lot of Madonna. I always got vi- like weird vibes from her, honestly. I'm not a huge Madonna fan. What I know is... From what I had to perform to mm. when I worked at Lindemann. Yeah. We did a decades performance. Ah. And we had to do songs from like every decade and stuff. Do and you want to that's... know my um my favourite Madonna song? I do. I'd love to. <laughs> it's basically the only Madonna song that I really like. And it's um Beautiful Stranger from the Austin Powers soundtrack. Beautiful Stranger. Yeah. That's a really, I love that song. That's a great song. And I heard it because the music video is like her and Austin Powers hanging out. And I I had a big crush on Austin Powers when I was a kid. I think we've discussed that before. But um, also no one is surprised at all at me having a crush on Austin Powers as a kid. Um, but yeah, and I was like, this song's a bop. Who's this lady? Oh, it's that lady. It's the same Who's lady. Who's this from... lady? Who's this lady? Oh, it's the same one that does the 80s stuff. Oh, cool. That's nice, I guess. Good for her. I'm glad she's still getting work. <laughs> oh, and the other Madonna song I like is Hung Up, but that's because it's got a massive ABBA sample. I saw one of the Austin Powers movies at the cinema with my boyfriend, with Beep Test Boy. Beep Test Boy. I went and saw that with Shout Beep out to Test Beep Boy. Test Boy. And my dad. <laughs> and your dad. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Beep Test Boy was too too scared to hold my hand because my dad was on the other side of me. <laughs> I remember um, the first Austin Powers movie was one of the first times that I realized I like girls because mm. uh, when he was getting attacked by the fembots with, like, their boob guns, <laughs> I, got a bit, I got a bit tingly and I was like, ooh, that feels weird. What's that? <laughs> And looking back on it now, it's like, oh, you were horny. You were horny for the for Austin Powers getting attacked by boob guns. We have had this. <laughs> I think I feel like 
I feel like I'm about to really uncover something for you here that you might not have made a connection with. Here we go. The Fembots and Never Ending Story. Uh-huh. With the um the guards. Oh, the big titty sphinxes. Yeah. We have talked about those before. And yes, I was like, ooh. Yeah. What's this? There's that connection there for you. You just Never love. Ending Story is one of my favorite movies of all time. Once again, the 80s, folks. Like <laughs> <laughs> That movie's a fucking banger, but it, it's very distressing. <laughs> also, boobies. Dangerous boobies. Dangerous boobies. <laughs> that's, that's the title. There we go. That's the title. Dangerous boobies. <laughs> okay, we've got to get back to the task at hand before we just talk about tits for two hours. What's next on the list? <laughs> it's, it's Pride Month. We're allowed to talk about tits for the That's fair. That's fair. Madonna's Ray of Light mm-hmm. was thanks to... Huh? What? Okay, I have a bone to pick with this author. What have they said Because now? they've got 17 Ray of Light, and mm-hmm. then they have a picture of the Ray of Light cover. Yeah. And then it says, Madonna brought us Ray of Light in 1998 to blast euphoria through club speakers, but the track's predecessor titled Seferin was far more tame thanks to the folk nature of English duo Curtis Muldoon. Why would you have Ray of Light as the title if that's not the song you're talking about that was covered? Am I a fucking idiot? Is Did he just say that? I don't like who wrote this article. I Get me their email address. We need to talk. <laughs> I feel like his name is Curtis. Curtis. I don't know. Though. I'm just guessing. Fucking... So I'm really sorry, Curtis, if you're listening. Sorry, Curtis. You. Curtis, we know you're listening. Fuck you, but also sorry. Cheryl Crow's... I feel like I should read these before I so confidently say that they were covers, but mm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cheryl Crow's The First Cut is the Deepest. Yep. And Rod Stewart also covered it. Uh, but it was not only first written by Cat Stevens, but also recorded by soul singer P.P. Arnold. Fuck yeah. I love Cat Stevens. I feel like I feel like this podcast is just like... <laughs> right now is just kind of discovering how all over the place our music tastes are. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. The fact that I barely know any Madonna songs and she's one of the like biggest recording artists ever yeah. and I just flat out don't know any of her music. I think if I sat down and compiled a list I could, but I'd have to really think about it. There was the mm. one the one you were talking about. Mm. Where it's like is it the one with Justin Timberlake in it? No, that's a different one. Hung up Madonna. is the one where she's like in a leotard doing aerobics and shit. To me, they sound like the same song. It's, like they sound the, like they it's could got the be Abba, in the It's got same. the Abba sample in it. I know the song you're talking about, but I'm. They two songs sound the same. It's got a sample from one of the best Abba okay, songs. Moving on, Banana Rama, Venus. <laughs> I knew that was a Follow cover. Your heart, yeah, your intuition by Dutch rock outfit Shocking Blue, Stevie Wonder's Superstition. That's a cover, or are they talking? Wait, that's a cover. This is an audio medium, so I'm just going to let you all know that Jace is looking at their phone with a great deal of confusion right now. It's hard to imagine Superstition being anyone else's beyond Stevie Wonder, but Wonder delivered this track to guitarist Jeff mm. Beck in exchange for Beck's assistance during the Talking Book sessions. Interestingly enough, the Wonder's rework still emerged months before Beck's due, due to album delays on the latter's side. So it wasn't really a cover. Once again, does that it make, it a, make cover? it a cover? I'm... Pissed like, off at this list. A cover is when you take an established, released song. Yep. And you make a cover of it. 
even if it's not a particularly well-known song, fair. But if it's an unreleased song, like, I'm not sure, dude. I'm not sure. They're like, saying that Johnny Cash's Ring of Fire is a cover because his sister-in-law recorded it first. But did she release it? Doesn't say. Yeah. So it's like, it's very, you know, like he could have been working with her when she wrote it or whatever. Like fucking, I, I don't like this article, Jace. I'm getting very upset. <laughs> Maybe I am genuinely just a big music snob. <laughs> All right, I learned absolutely nothing from that article, and yeah. also the article was shit. Actually, mm. I, I exited out of it, but I'm going back in just to give this author a fucking shout-out. Okay, I was close. His name is Ryan. Oh, Ryan. My apologies dudes anyone named, named Ryan. Curtis. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to the Curtises of the world. Um, it just seemed like a really Curtis thing to do. <laughs> I don't. I think I met one Curtis. That's when I went not to high very nice to Curtis. Collectively, the collective Curti. Curtis. <laughs> That's... The plural of Curtis is Curti. Curti. <laughs> yes, Ryan Christoback, music editor. Maybe he should be a fucking. He should get Maybe a fucking. Maybe he's article not a very editor. good music editor. <laughs> Fuck. Oh my goodness. Anyway, enemy of the pod. Ryan Christopher. Enemy of the... We have a new enemy yep, of the pod. There Ryan Christopher. Where's he go on the list? I don't know. Oh, he's at the bottom. Because, like, look, fuck that list, but his crimes are not egregious. I feel like he's tied with Rebel Wilson. <laughs> yeah. They're a yeah. tie. They're, they're bottom of the list yeah. tie, but they're on there. Yeah. They're fucking on they're there. They're on there. They're on there. Get the gun out. Get the podcast gun. Get the podcast gun. We're, we're, we're going. We're going to Ryan's house. <laughs> gonna confront him about this list um what what is your favorite cover of a song jace oh god i don't know yeah i don't know it's hard to choose ha- have a thing it's hard to remember I'm gonna talk about mine and this is gonna surprise no one but it is my chemical romances cover of all i want for christmas is you <laughs> just because it's fucking ridiculous that they did a cover of all I want for Christmas is you. But I, I insist on playing it every Christmas, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, you have to. <laughs> you have to. It'd be against Jesus. you got to make Christmas emo. Yeah. You gotta. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. I don't think I have a favourite cover. I probably do. I think probably mm. Monkeys covers. I love the yeah. Monkeys. I, I, I like the Monkeys more than I like the Beatles. I like I'm them both equally. I was a big fan of. Both I also of them. like the Beach Boys more than the Beatles, but I don't think people are going to kill me for that because uh, surprisingly, a lot of people agree with me on that. Michael likes the Beach Boys, as does my landlord. <laughs> well, I I like them. That's... I'm going to record the pod with Michael now. <laughs> Did you just say you like my landlord? <laughs> wow, landlords are scum, but I don't know this one's kind of cool. No, he's not. No, I don't, don't want to get kicked out of my house, but... Don't I, get me started on landlords. I don't did tell my landlord to fuck off and called him a cunt. Um, and I still have a place to live. So that's good. Uh, <laughs> I feel like you were probably, you know, you know, um, I feel like you probably had a very good reason to I do really that. I really did. I'm not going to go into it on the pod, but I really did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I totally think it's okay to tell your landlord to fuck off. I agree. You know. I wholeheartedly they're taking, agree. They're, they're making income off of your work... And the fact that we need shelter to survive. 
absolutely fuck that. <laughs> like I'm going to be, st- I'm probably going to be stuck renting for the rest of my life. Yeah. Honestly. Us too. And it's very upsetting because I, you know, I'm 30 years old. Um, I do not have the resources to save to buy a house. Um, certainly not on my own. Neither. And I'm not on my own. <laughs> yeah. It's just like made fucking... impossible for us. And then the, all the articles have come out that are like, so-and-so is 23 years old and just bought their first home. Have a look at how they did it. And it's like, live with mum and dad. They went guarantor, mm-hmm. never had to pay a bill, mm-hmm. had a relative die and left mm-hmm. them a large sum of money. It's like, oh, well, if that's all it takes. Oh, huh, yep. Because <laughs> that, that would be so easy for, for me to do. Totally. <laughs> live with my mum who lives in a van. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm going to live with my mum with my family and also... I would have to talk to my mom. Like yeah. it's nah, nah, mm. no, no. It's fucked. It's totally fucked. Um, I'm interested to see if having a labor government is actually gonna change anything. Nah, I, I, I'm not it's like not. I'm not. not. Uh, I'm not holding my breath, guys. Not holding my breath. Labor is just liberal light at this point. Diet liberal. Yeah. I'll admit that, like, um, Albo did some cool shit back in the day. Like, when he was younger, he, he was, like, you know, he was, like, a activist and shit. And, like, that's cool. He's from Marrickville. That's not far from me. Uh, so a lot of people there love him. Uh, but, yeah, like, I, I don't know, guys. I don't really think much is going to change, if anything. Uh, He's always using his mother. Yeah. Who grew up in Housing Commission as a single mother, mm. as, a, as like a selling point. It's like, yeah. well, I had a single mum who grew up, and I grew up in Housing Commission and blah, blah, blah. But the longer he uses that mm. and doesn't do fuck all for people who were on the dole, the longer it's just exploitative to his poor fucking mother. And I feel bad for her. I do feel bad for his mum. I do feel bad for his mum. Certainly. But hey, shit might not change, but at least now our Prime Minister has good music taste. Yeah. Albo has great music taste from what I know. <laughs> I feel like me and Albo would really like sit in front of the record player and vibe. I feel like also... I would get along with him as a person, but if we got into politics, like it, it mm. would start an argument. But I feel like as a guy. The second you mentioned transness, he'd be oh, like, yeah. he'd be like mm. men are men and women are women. <laughs> Let's look it on dire straits. <laughs> Shut up about gender. We're going to listen to some tunes. <laughs> <laughs> we now have a prime minister that's hosted rage, but we still have not had a prime minister that's, you know, actually done some good shit for trans people. So, you know, you win yeah. some, you lose some. <laughs> DJ Albo scratching the records and turning back those boats. Yep. <laughs> that happened like right after he got elected too. Like, are you fucking mm-hmm. kidding me? Oh my God. Just absolutely dire. I'm really glad I don't want to throw up every time I see our prime minister anymore, but yeah. I still don't really hold um, yeah. great hope yeah. for the nation. Yeah. Which, it's like, it's like the tiniest, most minuscule step forward. It's yep. like, it's, you know, it's like it just extend, we just extended a toe a little bit. That's how much of a step forward it is. <laughs> just it's, dipped our little toe in. It's there. There's a little bit that that's how tiny it is. <laughs> I mean, unless it were my toes. My toes are fucking long. I have weird long toes. I do. I have weird feet. I have Wiki weird feet, feet. If you're listening, I have an entry ready to go. <laughs> 
I don't think I would ever have a wiki feet entry. Oh my god. Because I would never show my feet. Yeah, like, well, yeah, I pretty much always have my docs on in pictures. Like, you don't ever really see my feet in photos. I used, I I think I mentioned this on the pod before, I used to date someone who had a foot fetish and he would ask me for pictures and I was fine to provide them because um, it didn't, you know, it Mm -hmm. didn't freak me out to do that. Uh, I wasn't turned on by it, but like, I, you know, felt nice doing a nice thing for my partner that I loved. Um, But in the back of my mind, I'm just like, why? Yeah. Why do you want pictures of my feet? Is it just because they're mine? Because they're not great feet. I, they're weird looking feet. I really don't like feet in general. Like, I can't look at them. They make me feel sick. And I don't like people touching mine. I just don't like it. I respect- oh, I hate when people touch my feet. I, I, hate when, I hate when people touch my feet, but it's for a really weird reason. And I am once again outing myself on the pod. I get really turned on by foot rubs. I had a feeling that's where it was going. I guess I have like a, is it like a reverse foot fetish? I I have a fetish for my own feet. Not, not in a, I think they're hot way. Just in a, I like it when people give me foot rubs. So I don't like people touching my feet because it feels weirdly intimate. It would be like someone just grabbing my boob. Okay. (laughs) Your face. I'm so sorry. Anyway, I hate people touching my feet. It makes me feel unsafe yeah. and I want to kick yeah. them in the face. <laughs> but also I don't like, uh, here we, we're going to get into like sex talk here. So minors go watch Heartstopper again. Go watch Heartstopper and do your homework. Am I ever going to stop saying that when it's inappropriate minor talk? No. No. Um, no. I don't like the feeling of coming to an orgasm. I don't like it. It freaks me out. I have panic attacks. I just want it to stop. I do not like it. And I don't know if that oh. stems from trauma or if it's just, you know. Like an ace thing? Or... I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Because I've mentioned before that I had consensual sex after I lost my virginity is the way I'm going to put it. Yeah. Like we've said it before. Both yeah. of us have said the same thing. Um, but I don't know if that's because of that is that the first time I ever experienced sexual stuff is one of the most traumatic experiences of my life. And so now I just don't like it, but I have always hated tickles and hated being touched on the feet and stuff like that. Mm. So I don't know what, Mm. I don't know if it's like a, um, a reaction to, Mm. I don't know what it's a reaction to, but I fucking hate it. Don't like my feet being touched. Don't like your body has just held on to this trauma. (sighs) Hmm. I don't like it. Makes me feel yuck. Oh man! But yeah, don't. That sucks. Don't like it. Don't like it at all. I'm, I am the opposite. But again, I don't think that's something that really needs to be stated. I think people could could probably have figured that we out. We have said many, many times <laughs> on this podcast that trauma manifests in different ways in different people. You can have the exact it same does. traumatic it experience, does. and like your body holds on to it. Your body holds mm-hmm. on to it too. Ree and I have had very, very, very similar traumatic experiences, mm. but it has affected us in different ways and manifested in different ways. Very. We are fucked up very in our different own ways, ways from a similar yes. experience. So, yeah, there's no right or wrong way to be traumatised. <laughs> whichever way. Never. I would never. never. Whichever way yeah. you choose to be traumatised. Whichever way you, valid. Whichever way you're traumatised, it's valid, baby. <laughs> you hate orgasms? Cool. You love them? Uh, cool. You love them and sometimes you just jerk off way too much? Also cool. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> All right. Pause heart stopper. Come back. <laughs> pause heart stopper. We're not talking about orgasms anymore. I promise. 
I feel like we should bring it back to how mm-hmm. it started, the episode. Let's bring it back to Stranger Things because I do still want to talk about that. We kind of went off on a little bit of a tangent. We did. We did. I yes. want to talk about mm-hmm. all of the characters in Stranger Things who I and you believe to be autistic. I want to <laughs> I want to talk about it. Yes! <laughs> Obviously, they cannot specifically say this because especially back then, autism in girls was very, very much hubby mm. thing. Yeah. Robin... Definitely. Robin is so autistic. Oh my God. I love Robin her. is textbook autistic. Textbook. I love her Like so they much. literally went down the DSM and went, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. She full on straight out says things like, you know, I'm not good with social cues. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't learn to walk until I was old or yep. I walk funny. And yep. just so many things. Yeah. <laughs> she just comes out and says things. Um, yeah. So I think that's the obvious one. Totally. Totally. I kind of feel like in this season, especially, they were beating us over the head with it. They're just like, Robin's autistic and gay, which is great. And, great and representation. They, they know their demographic. They, they know, know that de- most people <laughs> who watch Most people who really like Stranger Things are autistic and gay. Um, Case in point, us. I feel like she is the most obvious. I yes. think also people will say 11, and I kind of agree, but also I was going to say like may- maybe 11, but also, yeah, like her upbringing. Yeah. Like... That one, yeah, it could very much be a result of that. So it could be. That's what I was thinking as well. The one thing that stood out to me in this season, mild spoilers, but it's by this point, it's been a week and a half to two weeks. So the statute of limitation on spoilers is well and truly up. Yep. I, there was one part in the first episode where she's walking in the hallways and people are being mean to her and she's just laughing along with it. And to me, I was like, that is such an autistic thing. That's so you. No. (laughs) Yeah. To not you didn't know. realize that people were making fun of you. Yeah, like thinking that you're in on the joke, but you are. Unless the joke it's like to them. super fucking blatant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I felt like that was quite an autistic trait of Elizabeth. definitely, definitely, um, definitely. But also, like we said, the circumstances are muddy the yeah. waters a little bit with that yeah. because she wasn't raised. She wasn't raised to be social. socially. Yeah. She was raised to be a killing machine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um. I believe Lucas is a little bit autistic. Ooh, okay, go on. I want to hear the theory. I just feel like he's so oblivious a lot of the time to other mm. people's mm. feelings and needs. And not, I'm not saying that obviously at all autistic people are selfish. I just, we don't. It's pick just up a on trait things. you've picked up on. Yeah. We don't, we don't pick up on hints a lot of the time. You kind yeah. of can't, can't just, yeah. I just feel like. This is really hard for me to get into fucking a train Words. of thought. <laughs> I feel like with Max especially, he had no idea. And you can say, oh, he just doesn't know what to say with girls or whatever. But yeah. I feel like it's yeah. with a lot of people, he doesn't quite know what to say or what people are trying to expect from him and what mm. he's expected to give people. Yeah. Hello, Jace here. You may know me from the podcasts, Do You Still Like Me? and Marianne and Jace to the Diary Room. I, in true Jace fashion, as soon as we finished recording, remembered the points that I wanted to make about Lucas. So I'm just quickly inserting one of them here because I feel like I really fumbled this whole thing. In season three of Stranger Things, there is a point where the gang is in the mall hiding from the Mind Flayer, trying to get all of their supplies. And Lucas starts going on about Coke, Classic versus New Coke, 
going on about how it's a, there's a difference and you can tell the difference between them. And he doesn't notice that no one around him is interested in this conversation or that this is not the appropriate time to debate the um, <laughs> anything about the, the coke. It's the coke thing. It's him choosing the exact wrong moment to debate the merits of coke versus new coke. And to me, that's very autistic simply because it's something that I would do in the middle of a, a, a horrific invasion of alien species start going on about how coke tastes different and you can tell and it's you know one's better than the other and no not notice that people don't want to have anything to do with this conversation much like this um conversation that i'm having with myself right now so i'm gonna get back to your scheduled episode goodbye i'm trying to think of other people i had a i had a list in my head earlier joyce talking yeah joyce yeah (laughs) Uh, if Joyce, then by extension, also I was going to say, and... I, I do feel like Will. Yeah. Will and Jonathan, Will definitely. Maybe. Jonathan, definitely. <laughs> I think Jonathan's autistic. I, I just think everyone. <laughs> you just think everyone's autistic because you're autistic. <laughs> no, I don't think. No, but I get, people... I get it. I get what I you mean. I don't think Mike is. Definitely no, I don't think Mike is. Mike is not. I don't think Dustin is. No. I don't think Steve is. Steve is definitely not. <laughs> I think Steve's a little ADHD, possibly. Oh, certainly. Yeah. Not. I see. I don't think everyone's autistic. I just. I think that there's just. Once you start knowing these things, you start picking up on them. Yeah. So even if it's not like a full blown, oh, this character is autistic. You pick up on traits that could fit into that. Mm-hmm. You know, and not not everyone that has autistic traits is autistic. Some yeah. people, it's with some people, it's just their personality or whatever. Um, but like when you start to understand, uh, like certain traits and things, you pick up on them in other people and definitely in fictional characters, definitely in fictional characters. I think also you want people, you want to see yourself in these characters that when you relate to characters that are bullied or don't quite have this social aptitude or whatever. Yeah especially when you start to realize yourself maybe that you're autistic you look at Mm. these characters and you go well this is what I am I relate to them therefore this is the representation that I need and (laughs) then you're just like half the Stranger Things characters are autistic yeah (laughs) Demogorgon's autistic (laughs) the Demogorgon's autistic (laughs) doesn't know how to communicate oh we love representation (laughs) fucking Demogorgon's autistic Oh, but yeah, no, I, I have a question. I definitely got it. Yeah, okay, go you on. go first. No, no, no. no you I'm go all... first and then I'll ask you my question because it's not a serious question. I was going to say, I definitely, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from with that, certainly. Do you find the tall, skinny cop with the glasses and the moustache attractive? Yes, he's hot! Kevin! <laughs> Me too! Of course I Me find too. the tall, skinny guy with glasses and a moustache and he's just a fucking goof. Yes, and he's been around since like I think the first season. So I'm like, yeah, he he's has from the first season. Time. And I yeah, love baby. him a little dumb. I yeah, love him yeah. dumb with a mustache. Love oh. a himbo. Love a fucking himbo. Just, love, <laughs> just love it. Oh, I I remember um <clears throat> when I was first texting you, being like, I have a crush on this new character. The first thing I mm-hmm. did was I mentioned that the character was not a teenager, and also that I had googled the actor's age to make sure that I wasn't being a fucking creep. 
the the character is 20 the actor is 29 i'm safe <laughs> and the char- the actor looks absolutely nothing like the character yeah yeah although i do still think the actor's attractive like i don't think he's do. unattractive yeah he's he's a cute guy he's a cute guy you know but he's definitely way more attractive as Eddie. I want a weird little metalhead boyfriend. Why has the world not provided one to me? You've tried, haven't you? I've tried so hard. <laughs> the pub, working out for you. The pub I hang out with is full of guys that look like Eddie. But none of them want a bar of it. And I'm just like, damn it. Where's my Eddie? Maybe they just think you won't want a bar of them. And they're just... Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, but I, I always want a bar... <laughs> of men and the both in general are on re yep <laughs> like yeah i don't know um but yeah i've really i've really enjoyed this season uh so you only have it one ep- you only good. have one episode to go and i'm so excited for when you finally watch i am it. watching it after we finish recording i've Perfect. had to, the reason the reason that i haven't been able to watch it all in one go mm-hmm. is because you watch we it. watch it as a family you watch it with the, the kids, kids love yeah. it yeah, and, and I love I that the kids it love it. Kids. That's so cool. I can't watch it all. And you know me, I'm the same. If there's a need to watch everything all at once, yeah, immediately because of it's how so be- hard with me and with me, it's because of my fucking attention span. Because I probably mm-hmm. have ADHD or something. You like, definitely have ADHD. Oh yeah, I yeah. <laughs> I also, I can't. I, if if. I don't know how I survive before streaming services. I yeah. really don't. I hate it waiting for things. I would lose interest. I would yeah, immediately you lose, lose interest. interest. Like Prime does this thing where they'll release things weekly mm-hmm. or they'll release the first three episodes and then the next, and then they'll do it weekly or whatever. Yeah, weekly from then on, yeah. I cannot tell you how many Prime originals I've started and just stopped because yeah. I can't wait that week. I've lost no, interest seriously. completely. Seriously. Completely lose interest. The only um, recent show that I can think of that was released on streaming weekly that I actually managed to hold interest in was uh, Only Murders in the Building. Do you know that show? I know it. I haven't watched yeah. it. I it's think I very was going to wait until... I, I'm pretty sure that's when I was waiting. The entire first season is out and the second season is coming like soonish, I think. Um, so be prepared for me to uh, have an episode where I just <laughs> talk about that. Um, it, but it's because... Because of the nature of the show, it's a murder mystery and every episode mm. ended on a cliffhanger. And I feel like that's the only way to like keep me hooked. Because if it's all little self-contained stories, it's like I watch one and then I'm like, okay, it needs to be to gripping. It needs yeah. to be gripping. I think the, the other one that off the top of my head that I can think of that did keep me like that was WandaVision. Um, now, mm. I'm not like a huge Marvel fan, um, but I really enjoyed WandaVision. I, it was a very good show. And again, because it had kind of like that mystery element to it and more things were being uncovered episode by episode, that was what would, what hooked me. And if I'm watching something week to week, it needs to be like that or I'm just, nah. Anything with self-contained stories, I will binge because that's the only way I consume it. Like shows like Criminal Minds where it's like very episodic structure, you know, mm-hmm. every every episode is its own little mystery, but it tends to be tied up in a bow at the end of it, unless they're doing a little multi-episode arc. But for the most part, it tends to be tied up at the end of the episode. So, yeah, I I could not sit down and watch one episode of Cr- Criminal Minds every week and be like, yep, I'm fine with this. See, because I I just I just lose it. I have seen every episode of Law and Order SVU, but mm. 
not week after week. Yeah, that's that's also a very episodic show because it's like a new Casey for every episode. I got to get the box sets and watch them all in a row. Yeah. Or the way that I did it before streaming and before getting the box sets is I would just, it would just be on. And yeah. I would just watch it. So yeah. it wasn't me going, all right, I've got to tune in, tune in at this time and watch it. Yeah. It just was always on. So I was catching the episodes. And then as I grew older, I was able to get the box sets and to stream it and then watch it episode, like uh, one after the other. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. just could not, like, I can't. <sighs> See, I can't even with one that leaves it on a cliffhanger, mm. I would need to wait. I wouldn't be able to do it because I would freak out not knowing. And I yeah. did spend the whole week anxious about all the information that I didn't know mm. and not being able to Google it. Like I watched I watched Pretty Little Liars after visiting the set. I had no interest in it interest in it. Then I went to America mm. and I visited the Warner Brothers set. Yeah. And went through and saw behind the scenes and stuff. And then I was like, this is cool. Like not the show cool. I was like, it's really cool seeing how it works. And then I was like, I should probably watch the show if I've yeah. been on the set and all that stuff. So I watched it. And I was like Googling, who is yeah. A? What is this person? Yeah. What's this person doing? Yeah. Every single time. Because I just, I don't, I can't. I yeah. need to know. <laughs> I need to know. Yeah. Yeah. No, can't exactly. Exactly. No, I totally, I totally get that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think for me, with the couple of shows that have been like weekly shows that have managed to catch my interest, yes, it is very much a cliffhanger thing. But also I think it's because it's like now because of streaming and because of the internet, like, you know, I don't have to, I, I don't have to like watch it at a certain time on a certain mm-hmm. day. I can watch it as soon as it drops, you know, like it's, it's not, you know, like eight o'clock every Wednesday. And like, yes, I know that for, you know, it could be dropping eight o'clock every Wednesday, but like, I don't have to like, you know, mm-hmm. be sitting in front of the TV and like making sure that, you know, I'm at home or whatever. Like, you know, I can watch it on my phone on the train to work or whatever, like it's it's a lot more accessible. It's still on your terms. You're still watching it's it on still, your terms. It's still it's still on my there we go. That's that's the best way to put it. I can still watch it on my terms. Even if I am watching it weekly, I'm still watching it on my terms. Mm-hmm. And also, like, you know, back in the day, again, uh, we're talking about how old we are here. Like, you know, if you're watching stuff on TV, we, we didn't have like smartphones, so we couldn't be like Googling things at the same time. No. You have to sit there, watch the whole episode. You couldn't pause it because <sighs> it was live TV. And if you wanted to, like, look something up, you had to, like, wait until it was over and then go to your computer. Whereas, like, Mm -hmm. now I'll be sitting there watching stuff. I can pause it. I can watch a couple TikToks. I can Google stuff while it's on. I can bring up IMDb and be like, where do I know Mm -hmm. that actor from? Because I'm bisexual and I have to do that with every single TV show I watch. always in order. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, like, yeah. It's very much being able to watch it on your own terms, I think. And that's, that's the only reason why the couple of weekly shows that have managed to catch my interest were able to do so because they had that mystery element to them. So I could literally be Googling theories while I'm watching it. Mm. And like, I love being on the internet. I'm always on Twitter. (laughs) I'm always online. So like I can watch other people's reaction to the episode at the same time. And I can see what other people are talking about it. It's like when you read I just, I like that element of it. It's like when you read a book that you Mm. really fucking hate. And you, mm. it's a one-star book and you go on Goodreads and you look at all the other one-star reviews and you're like, yeah. yes, I love hearing what other people Vacation! Oh, yeah. I fucking love it. Yeah. So yeah, good. it's good. It's good. It's really good. It's really good. Like, seriously, like, I've been watching Stranger Things on my laptop and then I'll be on my phone, 
like looking at what people are saying on Twitter mm-hmm. or I'll be I'll be on TikTok and now my entire TikTok is just strange things. Um a lot of a lot of Eddie Munson edits, which I'm very happy about. I have favorited many of them. <laughs> yep. As soon as I saw him, I was like, Yeah. Bree's gonna this Bree's is gonna man. lose their shit. Yeah. Because I watched the first episode before you started. You watched the first started. episode before I did because but you then watched I... it that Friday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I could only I watch one because you watched I had it with to the kids. put the kids to bed. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, for some reason, it's not acceptable or uh, accepted to let your children stay up all night watching 80s-style horror shows for some reason. I... Homophobic. Yeah, yeah. Homophobic. But, yeah, I saw him and I was like... Oh, Ree's gonna Ree's gonna fall in love yeah. with this one immediately, and I did the first I second s- I saw him on screen. I was like, <gasps> I saw him, and I was like, "Yep, Ree." And then he stood up and yelled in the cafeteria, and I was like, "Oh God, that is just like <laughs> Ree." Oh, if Ree had to write a list of their ideal character to come on the show, this would yeah. be. <laughs> yeah, no, precisely. I fell in love, Jace. Like I, I know. fell completely head over heels in love. I'm oh, getting a hellfire. I um I get um I get paid on Saturday, um and I'm I've literally uh been scouring the internet seeing where I can find a Hellfire Club T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um there there are places that have been like doing official ones like Hot Topic and Primark and stuff, but unfortunately, Hot Topic doesn't deliver to Australia. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's an American shop, and Primark doesn't deliver to Australia because it's in the UK, and also they're all sold out. Mm-hmm. So I'm going I'm 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 going on Redbubble. I'm, I'm going to have to do it. and save the day? You did because you told me to go to Redbubble and you're like, hey, they have discount codes as well. And I'm like, fuck yeah, okay. That's what I'm doing. It's, it's literally sitting in my cart right now. I'm waiting for the money to hit my account. And the second the money hits my account, I'm buying it. <laughs> Thank you for saving my ass, Jace. Uh, expect, ex- expect a proper Eddie Munson uh, cosplay at some point because I've also been looking at wigs. <laughs> I'm going to do it. You know I'm going to do it. I know you're going to do it. I'm also going to do it. You could definitely 100% just do your regular hair to be like his. I mean, fair. I mean, my bangs are a little bit long, but I could trim them. I I legitimately started considering that, like trimming my bangs so I have a proper shag mullet. If you curl them like Eddie's hair, they'll be perfect. I mean, yeah, yeah, but my hair doesn't really, like, I, I'm not good at curling my hair. I'm really bad at it. Like, I'm just exceptionally bad at curling my hair. So I would need to do, like, rollers in overnight or something because also I don't like putting heat on my hair because, uh, as everyone knows, I have very bright red hair. So it's been bleached. Try the um, T-shirt method where you get strips of, like, T-shirt fabric. You Mm. get a strip of hair, you tie it Mm. up at the bottom, you roll it up, and then you tie it at the top into, like, a little, like, a bun thing. That's probably good. And then you just a T-shirt. Then you just sleep in it. It could be a towel as well. You can use like strips of towel. It just has to be something that's like absorbent. That's not gonna fucking. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> You're giving me ideas, Jace. Once again, saving the day. <laughs> but also, I kind of just want to buy a wig. <laughs> it's probably easier just to buy a it's wig. It's probably easier. Apparently, there are some good ones on Amazon because, once again, my entire TikTok right now is Stranger Things, so I've already seen people cosplaying him, and I'm just like, yeah, That's amazing. I love how fucking quick shit goes with the internet. I love it. I love it. I mean, like, I love it and I hate it because, like, people get into shit and they get really intense and then they get over it. And it's just like, damn, everybody be having hyperfixations these days. Are we unknowingly giving people ADHD now? <laughs> it's contagious. I feel, like tic- I feel 
like, like people are sitting on TikTok and like, they're like, oh, I keep having videos come up on my For You page that is talking about ADHD. And I'm like, wow, I'm like that. And it's just like, well, yeah, of you're on TikTok. TikTok <laughs> is someone with ADHD's dream because it's quick content and you can just instant scroll through and you can dopamine just boom, instant boom, dopamine boom. just boom boom boom. That's why I'm always on TikTok and that's why I'm always on Twitter because like it's just it just scratches my brain in the nice in the nice way. Like we're gonna we're gonna finish recording this pod and I'm gonna go on TikTok. <laughs> we're like, gonna finish recording this after. pod. And I'm going to go and watch the last episode of Stranger Things with my family while I'm scrolling TikTok with no sound. <laughs> yeah. And also you better be texting me because okay. I want to know everything that you think. Yeah. Every time yeah. someone does something autistic, <laughs> I'll text you <laughs> Just be like, autism moment. <laughs> Sound the alarm. Wee woo, wee woo. Autism Sound the moment. alarm. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Ree. Yes, Jace. I pulled up a very unreliable list of songs that they said were <laughs> covers, but half of them were not covers. <laughs> and then yep. uh, <laughs> brought a new enemy of the pod to light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you still like me? I do, because I love when we have enemies together. <laughs> Jace. Yeah. I have, t- I have two. I have two. Oh, here we go. Um, first even though I one said that I think the Beach Boys are better than the Beatles, and two admitted to getting off on foot rubs, do oh. you still like me? <laughs> I do still like you, but I don't think I'll ever look at you the same. <laughs> really? That's what did it? That? Yeah. After everything else, that's what did it? That's well, my line. Right. Jokes about nine eleven, I can handle. That's fine. <laughs> I do make a lot of 9-11 jokes. But constantly bringing up Hitler? That's fine. It's expected at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Finding out you get pleasure from your feet being touched and that's why you can't let people touch them. <laughs> that's the line. <laughs> you know what? I've got to respect that. I've got That's a good line to have, I think, Jace. And... Yeah. I think we should just leave it there. Yeah. Let's... <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go watch Stranger Things. Have fun. (laughs) (laughs) This has been another episode of Do You Still Like Me? A podcast for the unhinged by the unhinged. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at DYSLMPod. And you can also contact us at DYSLMPod at gmail.com. You can find me, Ree, on Instagram and Twitter at Remansel. And you can find Jace on Instagram at jace.cordova and on Twitter at jacecordova. Thanks for listening.